Hello and welcome to Totally Tell Me, a weekly entertainment review podcast where we talk about movies, music, food, and fun. My name is Dominic Mercurio and I'm here with Laura Weinbach. Hi. And our guest this evening is Kendra McKinley, a San Francisco-based musician. How are you doing? Doing good. How are you doing? I'm doing good. Nice to see you. Nice to be here with you all. Thank you. I know. We saw you not too long ago for the, the old uh, <clears throat> whisper, whisper, whisper in the whisper. wind fest. We played a little festival together uh, could last you please, weekend. Could you please keep your voice down, Laura? We played a little festival Thank you. last weekend and it was very fucking amazing. Uh, Kendra really did a damn thing. She did. And, uh, in the barn. In the barn. It was a, it was a little, it was at... It was in Berkeley. Mm-hmm. The Berkeley Hills. In the Berkeley in the Hills. Forest. In a the secret forest location. And it was a really just a whispering, magical fuck fest. We'd tell you more, but we can't. Keep it on the down low. We signed an NDA. Shh. Tupac is alive. He's alive. <laughs> and we just all watched The Big Sick, which is a uh, brand new movie that is directed by... I'm scrolling here. Michael Showalter. Oh, uh, and Michael Showalter directed it? Yeah. Holy crap, I didn't realize Wait, that. Who, no wonder him? I liked it. Keep oh. going. <laughs> uh, whoa. You, yeah. Spoilers. M- Michael Showalter's good. What oh. else did he do? Yeah, what else He's did he in do? Stella, the like sketch Oh, group. yeah, yeah, totally. He's in other stuff, oh. too. He's in a really good movie with Michelle Williams that he also starred. Yeah, he, I don't think he directed it, but... Shoot, what the heck is it called? That's right. Yeah, really he was good. at the he was at uh he performed <laughs> with your brother uh somewhat recently. Yeah, at the was it Sketchfest, I think. Yeah, yeah. San yeah. Francisco's but country. my brother has yeah, he's performed with Stella multiple oh, times. Crazy. With the, all I knew that name sound familiar, but I didn't have time to look up what else he had done. Oh yeah. That Very makes funny a lot guy. Sense, Very yeah. funny. He's also in like Wet Hot American Summer and mm-hmm. all that kind of stuff. Right, yeah, yeah. Which um, one is he in Wet Hot American Summer? I don't know names. I just know titles. Sure. <laughs> I mean, I don't know. Yeah. I'm going to be honest. He's I like haven't seen guy. White Hot American Summer. Oh, really? So I help you out there. Huh. Oh. Sorry, guys. Is that a bummer for everybody or what? Uh, It's 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 a mild bummer. You're more like, it's like I wish I didn't like, know you. Kind I'm kind of right like now. embarrassed right now. You're kind of like, why did I start a podcast with <laughs> this person? No, I'm down. I'm totally down. I'm just like double checking my show here. Right? You do that. You and talk. while you do that, uh, the so it was directed by Michael Showalter and written by Kumail Nanjiani, um, who also stars in it. Uh, and he co-wrote it with um, Emily, who I'm assuming is his real life wife real life wife it is based on i didn't look up the facts everybody i'm sorry i did a very brief sort of wikipedia-ing and that was all that i was had time to find out oh did you just do that as no well? i'm fine <laughs> <laughs> i didn't ask how you were doing but i'm glad you're fine that's great good to know you're also choking on a lacrox it's all good don't even worry about me <laughs> Just keep cruising, dude. Anyway, so we're going to talk about the big sick in a little bit. Uh, but first, you know, I just wanted to catch up with everybody here. Starting yeah. with our guest of honor over here. How you doing? How you doing? How you doing? Oh, I'm feeling good. Do you know that Kendra woman? McKinley. I'm Tell us how good. life is doing to you. I was pretty good. Um, <laughs> you know, had some yogurt this morning. <laughs> what kind? <laughs> I knew actually, that. I knew that. Yeah, actually. I, I, I that. told Dominic about it. We were trying to find something to talk about on the ride home, so breakfast naturally came <laughs> oh, up. Oh, I see. Because you, you weren't allowed to we talk about yeah, any fucking right, thing else because right. you were like, save it for the podcast. Exactly, yeah. exactly. So yeah. I had a flashback to having like a delectable bowl of skir, which is Icelandic <laughs> yogurt. Oh, I know about that. Yeah. yeah. I do like it. I think it comes from Icelandic ponies' testicles. 
Yeah, that's probably why it's so good and thick. Mm-hmm. <laughs> um, yeah, that was great. That was the only thing we could talk about because you had mentioned a couple things, and then I was like, "Well, we can't, we can't talk about that." I'll just try and remember to bring. Then up why the are we talking about the one thing you did talk about already? I know, I know. <laughs> oh, I see. Because Kendra, that was all she could remember just now. All I, right, I mean, all I've been able to think about all day is yogurt. <laughs> <laughs> That's what skir does to you. It makes you think Breakfast about is the it. Most important meal the on the mind. <laughs> <laughs> Ooh, that was good. So besides skir, um, what what was the, what was the stuff you weren't allowed to talk about in the ride home? Oh well, I mentioned to Dominic that my very first San Francisco show was with Foxtails Brigade. Oh, that's right. I actually forgot. I was like, I knew there was a couple of things, and I was like, fuck, I can't even remember what they were. So that was your very <laughs> but, first San Francisco show. Yeah. Wait, yeah. where was that? That was at the Red Poppy Art House. Oh um, my god! Late totally. November of 2012. Oh yeah. Oh, I was like wow. days away from releasing my first record, and I had met Anton. Yeah. Because I opened for Judgment Day at the Crate Place. Oh. Wow. And he was like, "Whoa, you play." sort of classical guitar-esque music. Mm-hmm. So does my girlfriend. Wow. Laura. And so... Can you believe I was yeah. his girlfriend? Now I'm his now, wife. Now you're his wife. Oh my God, everything That's has so changed. I know. I wonder if I would have accepted if he was like, you should come open for my future wife. My, or like, or what if he would have just said, you should open for my wife? Would you have been like, dude, no, you're too old. Get out of here. Well, I was like definitely a fan because he told me about your band and I was like, you know, watching the farmhouse session videos and like oh. getting stoked and then nice. he asked me getting to open for you guys. You getting stoked. I was, you get, you were like I was watching definitely, the farmhouse sessions. You're no, getting stoned. stoned. No, she was not getting stoned. <laughs> We don't have fans that get stoned. You what are stoked. you talking she about? She was stoked. Yeah. We stone the stoned fans. Yeah. Yeah. We stoked through the stoned phase. Yeah. Um, <laughs> so anyway. Yeah. Wait, that's cool. Wait, so we played at the Red Poppy Art House in 2012. Wow. Yeah. Six years ago. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Damn. Yeah. Shit goes cray. fast. I know. I think that was the year that I... Of the whale. You released a record then too. No, I released a released a record in 2011. Okay, my first my first record. Yeah, and then <laughs> <laughs> there was this commercial Baby's that I remember. Steps. It was on, I think, the Lion King video <laughs> that I used to watch daily as, when I was like in fifth grade. The Lion King, like the movie, the like Lion the King? movie Lion King. Okay. And there was a preview before. It wasn't a preview. It was a commercial for my first Sony, and there was like a song that went with it that went, "I like a bike." I like a pony, but what I love is my first Sony. <laughs> and it was like this, Sony? Little, this little kid like bouncing up and down on a fucking pony. Wow. I think. Wait, why would it say Sony then? I'm so confused. So, uh, so, my first Sony. My first Sony? Yeah, like her a first. Sony like tape recorder or whatever. Oh, okay. It's her first one. Yeah. Got it. It was like, you never But they're on a pony. He, yeah, he's like bouncing up and down on a so pony. So that's merely just to rhyme with Sony. Um, the only reason they put no, the pony in. No, because he also had a boner. Uh, oh. <laughs> oh. That's why they this put that in This took a turn there. for the worse. <laughs> or for the best. Yeah, I mean. Depends on your perspective. I'm pretty sure. Depends on which way you're looking it at it. It was for the best. <laughs> anyway, um, but the My First Sony, you don't, you never had one? No, I have well, no me idea either. That was for some I have no idea what you're bitches. talking about. Still I've never yet seen to have my first Sony. <clears throat> okay, they were like, I mean, I have a Sony red... PlayStation. <clears throat> Wait, yeah, you have Sony headphones. I have on. Sony headphones. That's true. I know you're like a straight up Sony pony. I'm I a think Sony, I had I'm a bitch. <laughs> I had a Panasonic. 
You did? Boombox. So really? I'm still waiting for my first Dude, sign. Dude, that's so hardcore. That's like so like rich. Like I never got rich. It. No, rich. It's rich. I never even got in my first Sony. That was like where how I was. I got like nothing basically. <laughs> I got the like, fucking the tape of Lion King and heard about interesting. it. Interesting. I just like I can't imagine like showing up somewhere with my Panasonic boombox just be like these bitches are going to think I'm so rich. Just like, you know, they are. look at Kendra with her that's fucking hardcore. Panasonic. I can't yeah. believe she came to this fucking no, party definitely with hardcore. her Panasonic. I find that to be hardcore. Who does she think she is? I definitely like kept it plug it, plugged in at and least listened it was to Heartbase on it. Yeah, totally. <laughs> Probably like the was, Spice World tape. <laughs> at least it wasn't like an Emerson boombox. Those were the real bottom of the barrel. I don't know if you guys are old enough to remember Emerson. Okay, I'm no, sorry, I don't know what you're talking about. Look, so look, with Sony, I mean, I had a Sony... CD player does that count as my That's first Sony? definitely rich. See, okay. you have had so many first Sonys. I've had a lot of firsts. You know, you can only. <laughs> it was a lot of experiences that I had when I was a young boy with Sony. You know, I experimented yeah. around and I uh, found Sony pretty early on, and we really hit it off. And from there on out, it was just me and Sony. Uh, I think your firstborn child should be named Sony. <laughs> I was thinking about it. Yeah. Sony and Cher. <laughs> Sony and Cher, absolutely, yeah. It depends on if it's a girl or a guy, you know. It's just, uh, you, you never know how it's going to pop out. Let them decide, you know. <laughs> yeah, I'll just ask them. Your kid's going to be like, Dad, who are you? <laughs> I think I'm Sony. <laughs> Is that okay? And you're like, son, I love that. I love that about you. It's like, so, Dad, I think I'm Sony. And you're like, oh, yeah? Prove it. <laughs> <laughs> All right, I gotta give my brother Brent credit I know, for I know, that I one. I know what you're doing there. I see what you're doing. I saw the whole. That hand was a Brent Weinbach joke reference for those who don't know. Mm-hmm. Wait, does so your brother says prove it a lot? Oh, only once in a blue corn moon. Oh my god, my brother says no, prove it all the time. Does he really? Really? Does he? Prove, prove it. it. <laughs> no, it's a it's a it's a line in a joke that my brother does. My brother oh, really? is a comedian, so he has a joke that. What the the punchline is prove it. Yeah, I've yeah, seen you your brother to. do stand up. He's you he's have? a funny man. Yeah. Oh really? Yeah. Oh, cool. Is your How brother you older that? or when younger? You my brother's older. Older. Okay. Um, I saw him. I saw a comedy show at the chapel. Oh yeah. Earlier he's this year. There. Yeah. I, yeah. Well, oh he was really? Hilarious. You were there? Yeah. <laughs> I think I. Um, <laughs> I'm sorry, but we're drinking lacrox here. What can I do, guys? I mean, I'm trying to be considerate over here. It's the crux it's like, of the situation. Uh, you know, it's funny. People call it lacrox, lacroix, but I think it's pronounced lacroix. I could be wrong. I think it's lacroix. <laughs> it's a very popular brand these days. I've been noticing the name like everywhere. I've mm-hmm. been totally. noticing it in credits of movies. Yeah, Wait, they what, talk really? about it like in shows. You know, oh, they'll be yeah. like, "Oh, well, let's just go get the lacroix and hang out." Mm-hmm. Like in girls or well, something. Well, they did something. They they really resurged it. You know, it was like a nineties Some- thing. Was it? No, yeah. I mm-hmm. think that they're banking on the fact that like our generation was raised consuming carbonated beverages, but now we're so health, health conscious. conscious. Exactly. Yeah. Mm. So they're just like, "What? I can have bubbles with no sugar," mm-hmm. <laughs> and so they're just like buying them by the case. It's so true. But you know what the thing is? If you like deviate from the citrus flavors like shit gets really gross my friend <laughs> dropped oh. off a kiwi flavored oh right um LaCroix at my house when i had the flu uh-huh. and i was like this is chapstick with bubbles like- i like the idea of that i love chapstick too <laughs> i used to just try to eat it when i was younger but i was like this did you really how far did you get well. so when you say you I tried just, to eat it, it means so you after you ate it, ate it like- <laughs> I actually ate it yeah. <laughs> are we like are we engaging in a, like a serious like 
winner takes all like tell all kind of game right now because if we are let's talk lip smackers <laughs> i feel like we're really getting, getting some new ground here um loved all the flavors loved them both orally and anally and uh-huh. no. <laughs> um but kissing coolers i'm telling you we got to bring them back people what the fuck's i don't you know don't, what any of these things i know are. you guys are too young you don't know Li- what? But trust me what on they, this what it's a thing. It was a thing. They were called kissing coolers. They were like these lip glosses that were swirled. Like the lip, the like the actual thing looked like it was made out of swirl paint. Like soft serve? Kind of. Yeah, it was awesome. They were really unique. And you would put that on your lips to make yeah. it look like your lips were swirled? No, you just, they had flavor. They tasted like flavors, basically. Oh. And so I would eat them as well. Huh. So. I don't think you're like supposed to do that, but I did. And it tasted good, but I didn't feel good about it later. <laughs> Well, I wouldn't think so. No. Well, yeah. Not meant That's to ingest. Why they it tell probably you says not, it somewhere on there. It probably did, but I didn't, give a, that I didn't give a damn. So are they like marketing this to little girls and they're just like, probably. you want this because it tastes good. And then the, they're much. like, but don't eat it. Yeah. <laughs> That's fucking That weird. was the thing about chapstick that really bummed me out is like it tasted good, smelled good, but you couldn't eat it. Mm. But, Life is unfair. But lacrosse, really on the fucked, other hand, yeah. you can eat. And yet, you can. it also has these crazy flavors. Totally. And I, I personally enjoy like the non-citrus flavors, actually. Okay. I like the cherry lime, I will admit. I love the cherry lime, but uh, there is a citrus involved there. There is. That's true. But I'm not saying there is how about the coconut? Oh, God. Oh, what the fuck? No, that's awful. No, that's, that's good. No, it's like the worst one I've ever had. Ah, oh, come on. No. It, <laughs> have you had coconut? I haven't tried it. Oh, oh God. Yeah, it's so it's bad. Good. It's like that really fake perfumey kind of coconut Ooh. taste that like Good. sometimes when that's in candy it makes me want to vomit like i love coconut i love a coconut let me be clear about this but when there is two distinct flavors of coconut to me there is like that candy coconut flavor that that fake perfumey kind of coconutty flavor i like that and no and then there's the real coconut like mm, savory it's like a little savory you know there's something about that that and it's like thick it's just like a thick milky substance i love that you know uh-huh. but that like tastes like flavors. the perfume you know what i think ass is cool? coconut bs well, I find it interesting when you eat fruits that actually taste like the fake versions of them because it makes it seem like they're that much better. Like a grape, for example. Have you ever had a grape that tasted like a candy grape? It's amazing. <laughs> you ever had a grapple? No. It's a it's a fruit that's been genetically engineered to have uh, the consistency and and look of an apple, but it tastes like a grape. What? Really? Yeah. Um, I I stumbled upon one when I was dumpster diving in Santa Cruz back in oh my, my God. back in my college days. I was taught to dumpster dive at Santa Cruz as well. Wait, yeah, bro. how does it look? So oh my does God. it visually look identical to an apple? It looks like an apple. What so color? You found it found an what, apple. What color apple? I'd say like like a pretty standard like reddish macintosh mm-hmm. okay red. so you found an apple but then were shortly soon surprised to find so it was it was it, it was kind of like a trader joe's uh produce item where it came with so much plastic mm-hmm. and it was like in this like plastic case um that was like three by three apple shaped compartments and there's an apple in each one and then on the on the outside it said grapple and then <laughs> you know there was subtext where it was describing that uh-huh. it was like part <laughs> apple part grape and you Not smelled like it yeah smelled smelled grapey uh-huh. wow bit it tasted grapey wow. Interesting. left it in the dumpster 
Wait, so you didn't eat it? You didn't buy it? I, I sampled it, it. I sampled it. I was curious. Uh-huh. And um, my curiosity was piqued. It was, and in fact, a declined. grapple. And I was like, great. I don't want to eat this again. Wait, that's interesting because it's like, okay, I think it really does beg the question, what is flavor really? Is it just <laughs> taste or is it more than that? Is, is it, it state texture? Of mind? Uh-huh. Is it is it texture and is it like a visual kind of appearance? Well, do you like grapes? or I love grapes okay you love grapes and I you love, love apples. okay and so I, there it is i love apples so i especially so love grapes so that I gets to that, the heart of the matter i think here. that we're hitting on something here which is that flavor is an experience that's not only encompassed within the uh, the sense of taste but it's actually a real component i mean there's like components of of of, uh, of texture. feeling texture of the visual appearance of color of smell perhaps sound perhaps mm-hmm. All of that is part of the experience. Yeah, what does this and flavor sound, sound like? like? Yeah, exactly. Well, like? yeah, I think a grape kind of sounds loud, like, loud and it proud. It's like a sort of like a wet astral ball. Mm-hmm. <laughs> you know what I mean? Yeah. Like totally. there's something astroidal about through, it, kind of squeezing through something. But hint, but but back to the dumpster diving thing. I, I totally was introduced to that when mm-hmm. I was at UC Santa Cruz. And it wait, was, you dumpster dive? I did it once. Yeah, Laura, this is shocking to me okay. because you, you me would you? not even like stroke a finger on a dumpster at this i mean point. I, I wouldn't stroke a finger now but i mean back then i was in my wild years and what can i say i was a little more open-minded about things oh my god this i is, can give you a brief rundown on I it do if want, you yeah I let's let's get okay I'm, let's yeah. get down and dirty with it i'm at my house on bay street with my roommate <laughs> and we're hanging out it's like 11 p.m and all of a sudden these wild boys start bombarding through the door one of them is named goat I know goat. Another what? you do. No I know goat. goat. He's a known guy in San Well, Santa there's Cruz. not two goats. <laughs> I know. Okay, one is like a white-haired guy named Goat who didn't wear shoes, <laughs> and the other and one's he like, looked eh. like a goat. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> he sounded like this, eh. and then and then the other guy's name was Roach. Okay, there was a goat, oh, a roach, Jesus. and two other guys, and they both they all came bombarding through the door, and they're like, "Hey guys, we're about to go dumpster diving. Who wants to go?" And I was like, "Dumpster diving? What's that?" And he goes, <laughs> and he's like, oh, "You've never gone dumpster diving? Oh my god, I got to show you how to do this. It's so fucking fun. You can get so much cool free shit." And I'm like, "Okay." And so me and my roommate were up for like, you know, we're up for the action. You were up for an adventure. So we decided to like go on this little, you know, shenanigan. Mm-hmm. And they take us to the back of a Safeway, <laughs> which was also attached to, I believe, I think there was a play against sports and like maybe a Trader Joe's nearby. We go in the back and they're like, check it out. And they open up the dumpster. Check it out, bro. And they're like, there's so much good shit still in here. <laughs> it's unopened. They spotted it from a mile they basically away. They showed like, me that they that supermarkets throw away a significant amount of like wrapped, unopened, about to expire goods. Mm-hmm. They're like, check it out, some peanuts. <laughs> <laughs> like he, he rips open an unopened bag of peanuts. He's like, still good. <laughs> and I'm like, okay, I don't know, maybe. And then I'm <laughs> and he's like just digging through uh-huh. and he he like he i think he must have grabbed like four or five plastic bags full of different bulk grocery items and, I'm like, and i was thinking this is interesting i mean there's a lot of stuff in here mm-hmm. he's like check it out some flowers <laughs> like they were like almost <laughs> bad looking flowers but they uh-huh. were still kind of good uh-huh. and so he's like i mean you, you won't even believe what they're throwing out at like the sporting goods stores. <laughs> like, I was Please. actually, I was really impressed. So he grabs a bunch of shit and just shoves it in his fucking like 
endless pockets his like bottomless pockets this is goat i guess and we get back to our house and he's like let's check out what we got so he starts pulling shit out of his pockets and then i notice on his arm like this this gigantic disgusting like splotch of brown oh god on his arm and i'm like oh dude (laughs) (laughs) there's something on your arm and he goes it's all good it's just a little dumpster funk (laughs) and at that point i was just like oh okay i'm not i'm not okay with that (laughs) like it's not all good oh my god and he was like but check it out we got some pretzels (laughs) we got some chocolate covered pretzel and he's pulling this out meanwhile the dumpster funk is still just Uh dripping on his arm Uh and, and he didn't even like try to get it off and i was like I don't know if I'm into this dumpster diving after mm. that, you know, but So you didn't did. personally dive into a dumpster. I didn't dive in, but I was standing by and mm-hmm. it was like, you know, there was a sort of element of risk involved, but I did right. later Splat- that, You were in the splash zone. Sorry. I was in the splash zone. And I mean, yeah, after seeing the dumpster funk, I was like kind of turned off by it, but I thought, well, maybe if you're like more careful, you can avoid the dumpster funk or whatever. Mm-hmm. That year I went home for Christmas and I, <laughs> I told my brothers about it. I was like, you guys, there's actually kind of, it's crazy. Like, we should go dumpster diving and check it out because we could maybe get some good Christmas presents this And way. your brothers were not down, I assume. No, they were down. We they were, were down? All down. We, that Christmas, we all went out on Christmas Eve and we went to like a big five sporting goods and we found like an entire case of golf clubs <laughs> in the dumpster and like other stuff too. And we're like, oh my God, did somebody want this for Christmas? And then we also found like behind the Trader Joe's some about to expire sushi. Oh. And we're like, what are we going to do with all this stuff? I mean, it is like still good, you know? And I was like, I told you guys, this is real. They really do have stuff that you can get. And we, we decided that we wanted to try to give the like sushi that we didn't want for ourselves. We were going to try to give it to some homeless people. Mm-hmm. <laughs> so we found this homeless woman outside of a Seven Eleven, And we're like, she was like, excuse me, you got a dollar? And we're like, no, but, no, but we have some sushi. Do you want some sushi? And she's like... Uh uh-uh. uh. <laughs> He's like, no, thank you. And then, or no, and then not we came back. Me. We're like, are you sure it's a, a good box of sushi? She's like, okay. So we give it to her, and she's like, thank you. And then we go inside the Seven Eleven and get like a Slurpee or whatever. And we come out, and she left the box of sushi on the garbage can, and she was gone. She just like she left it there completely it. She untouched. Told you. She told you the truth and the I first just thought, time. Damn, she doesn't appreciate this on a Christmas Eve. She's a vegetarian. Full on box of, no, it, it was vegetarian sushi. Oh, mm. well, she doesn't like sushi. Well, anyway, it was Clearly. real. If you do go get dumpster diving, you will find things. That totally. was what I learned from Santa well, thanks Cruz. Thanks for those hot totally. tips. That's really yeah. good to know. Yeah. yeah. I also <laughs> remember stumbling upon uh, a, a produce item called the cotton candy grape at the Hate Street Market. Hmm. And take it literally. It is also a genetically engineered. Wow. Wait fruit. a minute. Oh, let me just try to imagine this. It's a grape with the consistency of a cotton candy. So it's like stringy and kind of like dry cotton material kind of thing. That's not quite. Okay. Grape consistency, grape look, mild pinkish hue. Oh, it's cotton candy flavor. flavored. Oh, that's not as good. 
I mean, I, <laughs> I, I like Laura's very particular. Candy. You yeah. hated it. Yeah. <laughs> I like That's a hated candy, it right But I don't there. want, I don't really like cotton candy flavored things, even though I highly respect the fact that it's such an original flavor that it has caused other things to try to like copy it. When I think cotton candy, I think respect. <laughs> <laughs> I do. I do respect it. I think it's a really cool and amazing concept that is age old, but also very original, very unique. Very yeah. It's like much how, true unto itself. You know how, what I mean? How long were people sleeping on pillows like it's fucking bullshit i can't eat this <laughs> i think it's amazing that they actually were able to come up with the idea like let's try spinning sugar and make something we can eat that we can sleep on too mm-hmm. yeah totally yeah, i just think it's an amazing invention really i mean sugar is such a complex molecule that you can do so many things to and create so many different textures and flavors from <laughs> do you have like a go-to candy it doesn't have to be the end-all be-all mm-hmm. but like maybe just right now in this moment if you could have any candy, what would your choice be? Sour licorice bites, they no longer exist. Ew. They're amazing. Is that like a, like a relative? It's by Snack of, Clubs. It's oh, by Snack s- Club. It was a it was an old candy that used to be available in almost every liquor store, gas station, pharmacy you would come across, and then all of a sudden Snack Club just stopped carrying them. Now, did you think you were um, going to get a specific answer so quickly? They, they were red licorice I, I bites. I suspected as much. Uh-huh. They were I have a question sour about red snack club, bites. though. Mm-hmm. So I'm unfamiliar with snack club. I'm imagining that they smell snack without a C and club with a K. <laughs> <laughs> I mean, that, might as well. I, you may as well be right, but yeah. it's not right. It's, okay. they, they, it's regular spelling. You may as well be right, but you're wrong. <laughs> <laughs> I feel like that's that makes sense. You know, I, I know I understand the thinking behind mm-hmm. that, but no, it's because it's fun. It's like a fun it's snack fun. club. Nothing's no, fun. It's like, like crazy. more fun than yeah. just spelling. Yeah, I've actually absolutely. written. It's like so kitty and cute. <laughs> yeah. I've written to Snack Club to ask them to bring back those sour red licorice bites, and they have written back to me saying that people, other people, have written to them. Really? Were they Demanding. all you? No. Did you ever write in with some pseudonames? <laughs> Hi, <laughs> this is Kyle. No, but I did. I'm at 11 years old, and I really still want those licorice. They're like all of these letters of the same lore. We know it's you. <laughs> no, I I did that actually for Lucky Charms when I wanted them to make a cereal that was only marshmallows. I did a whole petition and everything. Oh yeah, I got my entire family to sign it and stuff, but they never wrote oh back, and I was really annoyed because I thought at least I get a free box of Lucky Charms out of it, but I didn't get shit. Well, those but, bitches. But I have gotten free stuff from airheads before by writing to them but anyway i think we should wait what's up with you (laughs) there's just no time laura there's just no time what's up with me i just saw the big sick as did you and kendra Ah. (laughs) (laughs) the big sick is directed again if in case you forgot by michael showalter written by kumail nanjiani 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 okay cool i just didn't want to mispronounce that again um what did you all think of this movie let's what how about you kendra (laughs) what did i think of the big yeah or actually why don't we just really quickly say briefly what it is um do you want to oh i pass it to you laura it's basically the story of these two people who meet each other and they come from somewhat different cultural backgrounds, even though they're both American born. One is Pakistani heritage and the other one is just classic American and they sort of fall in love. But then there are different cultural differences in the way that the Pakistani 
person is raised and it creates a problem a conflict of interest as if you will <laughs> not a conflict of interest mm-hmm. but it does create mm-hmm. a conflict and then she gets really sick and then realizations are made mm-hmm. and it's a love it's like a cute quirky love story yeah. uh-huh and one thing I'll say, because I forgot to say this to you, but I'll say it anyways for the audience as well. We, at first, we'll talk um, with no spoilers. So if you haven't seen The Big Sick, you're still cool to keep on listening. And at a certain point, we will bring up spoilers and we'll let you know when that happens. So, um, yeah, I'm interested. What, what, were your, what did you think of this movie in sort of like a top level without giving anything away? What did you think? It was adorable. Adorable. It's just adorable. Yeah, yeah. You know, it's it's like a cute love story. Mm-hmm. Um, important revelations are made. Mm-hmm. I thought it was pretty funny. I mean, honestly, like seeing Holly Hunt and Ray Romano as a mom and dad. Oh my God. I didn't realize that was Ray Romano. That was Ray Romano. Until just now. <laughs> mm-hmm. Wow. Yeah. Anyways, that yeah. was the revelation of the night. Go so I, I feel like, you know, like 30% of why I was laughing at him at any given time was just because I was like remembering that it was Ray Romano <laughs> right. as Wait, that so character. Wait, so this is going to sound so dumb, but is that from Everyone Loves Raymond? Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Never watched the show. Neither Sorry. have I, but... but Well, I've just seen clips and I mean, it's not like, it's not like I'm just so pumped now that i know it's ray romano <laughs> but i'm just saying like i did not put it together because uh-huh. he looks like a, well he just looks older i guess but yeah uh-huh. it is so funny that he had a show called everyone loves raymond i just remember like always seeing that like when i was like flipping through the channels uh-huh. and just being like not really? interested <laughs> and i was just like everyone because <laughs> I, I don't it's like uh, i don't love you enough to watch your show but anyways <laughs> and like you didn't know it either but yeah right. and then holly hunt i mean mm-hmm. like her her portrayal of edwina in raising arizona is like one of my one of my favorite characters i mm-hmm. thought she was really funny in this yeah yeah she had they some just really seemed like real people mm-hmm. and i feel like for for the characters to seem realistic in a romantic comedy is is a pleasant surprise yeah mm-hmm. i would say they were probably my favorite characters mm-hmm. of the film personally mm-hmm uh every scene well not every scene but most scenes that they were in i was like really into mm-hmm. um i thought that their comedic chemistry was really good uh and the way they interact with kumail is like hilarious mm-hmm. often you know uh and i felt like the best comedic moments of the movie i feel like pretty much all of them that i felt were like the funniest parts involved the parents yeah yeah what do you think laura um I thought it was cute, you know. I liked it. It was fine. <laughs> it was fine. <laughs> Didn't love it, but yeah. you know, it's uh-huh. fine. I guess actually, I would say that my my reaction to the parents was a little different than your guy. I mean, mm. I I thought that it was that, that Holly Hunt was fun to watch, but. I didn't think she seemed realistic. Hmm. Well, actually, the- I thought she seemed like the opposite of realistic. I was like, whose mom is like that? Hmm. I mean, maybe I don't know. It just seemed like I I was questioning. Like, is this? I mean, I don't know. I I just I I felt like it made me question how much of her character was real and the moments that were being shared with her and the other and Kumail and stuff. Like, if, what was you know, those parts didn't seem very honest to me. What about her character didn't seem realistic? Just the way that they, I guess, I mean, who knows? Maybe it was real, but I just feel like the the dynamic between her and Kumail Nanjiani and how, like, they start drinking together and, like, just completely opening up to each other, it just seemed so unrealistic to me. I've never had a, a situation I, like that with a parent, mm, you know, yeah. especially, like, I don't know, it just well, didn't seem... 
it seemed very like Hollywood. <laughs> you know, I, I think know. it happened. I think uh, a big problem I have with this movie is the pacing. Um, so in that way, I do agree with you because I've in several moments in this movie, I felt like everything was moving like way too <clears throat> quickly to be at all realistic. Mm-hmm. Um, and that was sort of a moment. Uh, I think overall the movie is, you know, a little larger than life. Uh, yeah. You know, it's, it's clearly a Hollywoodized version of real life. Um, so it's consistently, you know, uh, unrealistic in that way like in the just the pace and everything all these story beats are in this two hour movie that uh, <laughs> just seem rapid fire to me uh, mm-hmm. and I did feel that way um, and before they started getting along I really didn't like her performance I thought she was like a little over the top mad at him like or just very standoff she was so standoffish with him and then very quickly became like best buds i thought that was a little strange but after they became best buds uh then i thought that their dynamic was really fun and funny as well um personally yeah i mean oh and by the way i meant to say holly hunter <laughs> oh it's <laughs> like wait a minute holly it's hunter yeah 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 uh, I don't know. I just thought that she was, I thought it was, but I thought it was fine. You know, it was entertaining enough and it was like, it was, uh, it was, I thought it was decently directed, you know, and I thought, uh, it kind of reminded me, I mean, it wasn't like a straight ahead rom-com Hollywood mm-hmm. movie. It definitely had like an indie flavor, you know what I mean? And I thought it was, I liked the girl that they cast for Emily. I thought she was good. And, uh. I think that she was the most realistic seeming of all of them, actually, to me. Hmm. Uh, but yeah, I don't know. Something about the the dynamic between Holly Hunter and Ray Romano seemed unrealistic. Hmm. Like that, just his character. I don't know. It just seemed like why would these two people be together? Like they just did not seem like each other's types at all. Well, they also way. clearly are like in, in, an in unhappy, a rough patch. You know. No, I know, but just like his general character and her general character, they just seem like two different, like totally different people. Mm-hmm. Very vastly from different. I mean, maybe that's kind of but that's the fine. Whole arranged marriage kind of thing. Oh, that maybe he's yeah. With, you know. Yeah, you know. I mean, it's like totally. Like even re- people who doable. pick each other are, are sometimes wrong for each other. <laughs> right. Right. I liked it, but maybe even a little less than you oh really <laughs> than yeah. both of you it sounds sorry like. i meant to ask you <laughs> no it's like all it. good um i i liked it more in the second half mm-hmm. um basically in the in the beginning or actually the very beginning i thought was pretty funny like mm-hmm. with the stand-up um and then pretty quickly i felt like the the comedy was not landing for me uh i felt like there was a lot of kind of cheesy jokes that felt yeah. pretty like Hollywood mm-hmm. and uh, kind of like crowd pleasing or I, I don't know how to say it, but it's just, it felt very like general, like kind of very generic comedy yeah. mm-hmm. as a sort of like, Oh, <laughs> like cute. I think, I think you yeah. said cute. The jokes felt very cute to me and mm-hmm. it was like, I yeah, had a hard vanilla. time thinking, yeah, very vanilla. Um, but, and then I, and I just felt like everything was moving like really quickly through their relationship, which I get it. It's like a Hollywood movie and I should probably just like let that go. But it just felt like all these things were happening rapid fire. Uh, and I actually didn't even know, I knew nothing about this movie. I didn't even realize it was going to be about someone getting sick. Oh. Literally uh, getting sick. Yeah. I, I didn't know oh, if that really? was actually literal or not. Um, so I actually was, 
pleasantly surprised when that happened and was more into it at from there on out. Uh-huh. But the whole leading up to it, I was like, okay, I mean, why is this relationship moving so quickly? But then in retrospect, I do understand why it was moving so quickly because they had to kind of get to the real meat of the movie, which is this woman gets sick and how does he deal with that after like getting in a fight with her shortly before. thought that was interesting and a cool setup. Definitely you know? had a few moments when watching it just being like, Oh, I'm never going to see this movie again. <laughs> yeah. It's yeah. like, why would I ever right, see this movie right. again? It was like fun while I was, I was having a good time and certainly there was some great comedic moments. I'll get to the specifics later when we kind of talk about spoilers, but um, yeah, that's should, my impressions. Should we get to spoilers? Yeah, I think we could probably. Spoil them. Spoil thing, away. <laughs> one thing that was interesting, well, I actually had heard an interview with Kumail Nanjiani on Fresh Air a couple weeks ago mm. and they were talking about this movie. And that was kind of what got me interested in seeing it. Um, but I know that he talked about what happened when the when he finally revealed to his parents that he had been seeing this white girl and, or this American girl. And um, I thought that in, in the interview, he had said that his mother actually like was more forthcoming towards him than he had expected her to be. Mm. Like basically she eventually found and that was not what happened in the movie. Like, mm-hmm. and I thought that he was saying what happened in the movie on the air, on the air, but I guess it was different. So there was, there was definitely um, some shifting that happened for the movie sure, from yeah. reality. But like, apparently the mom, she had been trying to track him down and couldn't track him down. And then eventually found out that he was like attending to his girlfriend's hospital bed, like being in the hospital with her and mm. was actually really worried about the girl. So her first reaction, her first words to him, I guess since they hadn't, he hadn't been talking to them, was how is she? Is she okay? Mm-hmm. Like she was genuinely concerned about mm-hmm. Emily. And um, and it wasn't until kind of like after it was confirmed that she was going to get better and that she was, you know, healing, that the mothers actually like kind of then engaged with her sort of like resentment about the situation. Right, yeah. But in a much more like open and understanding way. Mm-hmm. Well, you know, you got to ramp it up for the movies, mm-hmm. Hollywood. It's movies, biz, the business. But I was like waiting for that to happen in the movie, though. Like you in the can't movie, just be sick. It's got to be a big sick. Yeah, it's got right. the biggest sick. I'm telling you. But like in the movie, they didn't even. I feel like there was. I mean, they hinted at some closure with the parents, but really, I mean, and obviously the mom like kind of still loves the kid. Oh, but totally. They're, yeah. But there's but he's leaving the city on like kind of a still un, unfinished fight with his parents. Mm-hmm. Yeah, well, I mean, I don't know. I, I don't know. Not everything needs to get resolved, and actually, I'd probably not. be annoyed if everything got resolved in that way. I'd be yeah, like, "That's uh, yeah." Speaking of spoilers, um, <laughs> I mean, like, so he he moved to New York. He had all these revelations about the importance of honesty, and he came clean to his parents about his religious beliefs, X, Y, and Z. Mm-hmm. And then it's like you know he started this new life, and it's like his own new chapter. He's he's had this moment of growth. And then she just like shows up, and I was like, "Well, whatever." It's just like, okay, I guess that's a happy ending. But uh-huh. I, I kind of thought that it was going to be like the end of you know, five hundred days of summer, where it's just like, no, it's just the relationship's over. Uh-huh. Like, it didn't work, and that's okay. Right. Mm-hmm. And it doesn't have to be like a failure just because this one relationship didn't pan out. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Yeah, the ending well, was very... But it is based on real life, and they are together. Right, yeah. <laughs> That's true. And it's based on their true... I mean, that that I think that element of the story had to happen just because they're 
you know, they're doing all these interviews together now as a married couple. Do you think she really flew out to New York and just showed up at his, at like a, at a comedy show? I don't fucking know. Probably I not. doubt it. But it's crazy. She probably texted they, him first. They did get married. <laughs> yeah, I'm sure there was like a right. bit of a. Oh, maybe. I don't but know. There were some good moments, though. I mean, oh, there totally. were some moments Many where moments. Kumail Nanjiani, like, I felt like he did a good job with acting. And, like, he did. He, yeah. I really I liked felt that scene. connected to him, you know, genuinely. Like, I did feel a sense of, like, caring and concern for his relationship with her. Mm-hmm. And I wanted them to see it. I wanted him to, like, I wanted her to make it. You know what I mean? Mm-hmm. I actually cared, <laughs> mm-hmm. which is more than I can say for a lot of other right. characters. Well, the scene that you talked about that they changed, which is when the mom is like realizing that when she confronts him in his house and is like realizing that he's been dating a white girl, basically. uh, I thought that scene was really well acted from Mm -hmm. Camille's part and the mom's part, actually. Um, And, you know, even though I guess that isn't actually the truthful way it went down, I thought that it felt like a pretty real, honest moment. Mm -hmm. It seemed like he was really drawing from some real experiences there. That was actually, it's so strange that that is different because that was one of the few moments I was like, oh, this shit like really happened or like this is really how he feels about his mom or something. Like I felt like there was some real shit he was talking in there. Well, and it was definitely interesting to see like that kind of social dynamic. Mm-hmm. And it's not something I'm really that familiar with. Like, no, yeah, know, that was the most an interesting insight part of the movie. into that, was, that yeah. culture and stuff like that. And that's all the insight was to me what made the movie unique and mm-hmm. interesting. And I was definitely like, yeah, that that was the part of it, like the, his culture colliding with him being in America and having to kind of deal with. Uh, trying to please his family but really not agreeing with that must be so hard that must have been like super tough to think like your whole family is telling you that you're doing the wrong thing by Mm -hmm. loving someone right Mm -hmm. like that must really mess with a person's head yeah (laughs) it would mess with my head it felt very modern it felt very real um you know i love the story overall the story is well done and um you know where it ends up is cool but yeah, it was just like some, it was just more in the details of things. Mm-hmm. That I really liked a few other moments. I really liked the scene where the dad is like staying over his house and mm-hmm. he like really just wants to go to sleep, but the dad's bringing up all this heavy shit. Right. That was really funny to me. Yeah. Like uh-huh. that, I was like cracking up and um, several other moments. I mean, it's still a funny movie and there was these usually to do with the parents moments between him and the parents. I just thought their dynamic was was fun it was like yeah. cool to be a fly on the wall for those moments uh-huh. as the audience i wonder and it felt like kind of real you know like <laughs> you just really don't want to go there with your spouse's uh your or not significant spouse, other's significant, parent yeah yeah you know like, right it's just not something <laughs> well that was also kind of intense like i don't know i just like can't imagine my boyfriend at that stage inviting my dad to sleep over at his house well, I think you know it, what I mean. Like, wasn't there you know, what circumstances? The oh, yeah. just you know, the daughter in a medically induced coma. Right. Yeah. That was it. I mean, oh, couldn't he? Where did the mom stay that night? I forget. But it I didn't. Think they seem had unrealistic. gotten into a fight because she wanted to move her to a different hospital. Oh, right. so she oh that's was right. Like, yeah. Probably either staying in Emily's apartment or there, still with her in the hospital. Mm-hmm. So then he, right. as a gesture of consolation, yeah, okay, his house. So well, I, I mean, I, sure, I, yeah. it can happen. I just. Not in my world. <laughs> I think, yeah, I hear what you're saying. You know what I mean? It's like, I don't know. I just don't know. It just seems, that would just seem weird for me. <laughs> sure. Yeah. I mean, one would imagine that the 
parents might stay in a hotel or something like that but yeah the, something. yeah yeah but, um, the, they, they went from a uh, zero to close yeah to like sharing an yeah. air mattress together basically. yeah totally but uh what was i gonna say i wondered how true the scene was when he was like confessing oh to the audience like how that stand-up show that he did where he's just like it's really hard to do stand-up when your girlfriend is in a coma in the hospital mm-hmm. that whole monologue I mean, was that, that was probably real? for Hollywood. That yeah. seemed like a Hollywood moment of to me. Yeah, the likelihood that he's going to receive that phone call mm-hmm. 30 seconds before he's supposed to go on stage. Uh-huh. Yeah. I don't know. I'm but curious, I mean, though. I'm curious if he ever did have, like, a set where he would just, like, had a breakdown on stage or something. Maybe. But that ended up being a crucial moment because yeah. her looking him up on YouTube, like, <laughs> helped her to realize that he has loved her all along. I didn't like right. that. I, I really know. didn't like that at so, all, actually. That ooh, was, like, one was of the vulnerable. biggest bummers for me. Yeah. Like, oh, come on. You're really going to fucking realize this through a fucking YouTube video and yeah. not through real, like, him Telling saying her? this to you, like, face to face and being personal. Like, once again, I feel like the so main Hollywood. character that is getting blamed for something or, like, it could have easily been talked out, but yeah. yet he failed to really express like everything clearly in words to her. Well, I feel like you sure. know what I mean. It was like she was saying all this stuff and was giving kind of. He had a chance to just be like, "Look, it. This is exactly what happened. Like my parents had these prearranged marriages, and I never wanted to go through with it. And then I finally just told them." I don't want to do this and I I want to be with you. Like he never really stated it super no. clearly, but he was just letting her just be like, this isn't going to work. Well, well I he, actually he, do feel... Oh, go ahead. Sorry. Yeah. He framed it in a way where he was like, I had these revelations. I'm ready. Instead of taking into consideration that he had done something wrong. And so then it makes sense for her to be like, I was in a coma. I feel the same as like before the coma. Mm-hmm. Just because you had these revelations doesn't mean that I've share them. I know, but he didn't even tell her about what happened. I know he should have actual realistic. things that happened. I actually think that, that I didn't. Why? That didn't bother me. Why do me. people not say stuff like this? Always well, happens I think in movies should, where they're like, they don't right? say but, shit, you know. But I think there is. Uh, I think there. <laughs> I'm sure it happens in real life where people are not telling everybody the whole thing, you know, which could easily explain everything to the other person you know like to the opposite party who's like still confused or like in you know the the state of mind that the other person doesn't want them to be in because they think one thing when all you have to do is just tell them like exactly what happened and why you are who you are now you know Mm -hmm. i don't know i just like i hate when there's like something that easily could be said that would give this other person a a logical explanation but i think he thought that he was doing that I think it was and clear then in she that still scene. Didn't want him. I know, yeah. but he like didn't even tell her like that he told his parents about her. Like that's a major factor that that yeah. was. I know, but I think there's maybe an element there that he didn't realize that that was such a major factor to it. He thought that these other things would be enough. How could he think that when she told him the last time they spoke before she went in the coma was like, you didn't even tell your parents about me. You know, like that was obviously important to her. Why couldn't he just like at least tell her that he got in this big fight with his parents who have disowned him now? Because he loves her. Sure. Like, that he left his family for her. Even right. though she did say, I can't be the reason that you don't have a family. I well, obviously, that. I guess he should have. But I'm just saying, that didn't feel unrealistic to me. Because I think there's plenty of times in real life when you don't realize... Exa- you, you can't read minds, right? You don't know what the crucial thing that you should have said to this person to have made the relationship, like, somehow work would actually have gone down, you know? Yeah. There's so many possibilities with any conversation that it's like... 
you know i, I get what you're saying but mm-hmm. uh i didn't that didn't bother me um this has just been what happening bothered in me movies for me lately like I see. a lot other movies where i'm like just tell them the thing that you did they sure, need to know sure. that what bothered me or though whatever. was just that she's she like her big revelation comes from a fucking youtube video like yeah that was like a little contrived i guess or is it a and testament the to relationship? what things yeah. are like now is it a testament to like the whole like you know <laughs> no it's not because no generation. one's fucking watching youtube videos of the person that they like maybe or maybe are not in oh, love they're with not? oh come on of people that you don't think that people watch that people stalk each other online via youtube maybe not youtube yeah, but instagram facebook any sure. other oh, sort of like online happens. representation it's definitely so. A thing that goes on in today's world. I mean, people do stalk each other. But I don't think revelations come from that. I think revelations come from real interaction and conversation. And I think they should. <laughs> but mm. might they come from other ways? I guess they might. I guess they might. In but today's yeah. world. It's just, I don't know. It's just something about it is kind of, it just annoys me when, when that's the climactic moment of a i just i've seen that yeah. before in movies where it's like the character has some fucking realize that happened in girls didn't it didn't it happen in girls mm-hmm. i know i've seen this recently where someone's watching a youtube video of somebody remember it's oh my god it did happen in girls oh so, yeah spoilers for girls if you haven't seen the the last the last season i think this happens in the last season but um lena dunham's character watches what's his face adam his movie or whatever and she has that big fucking realization through his movie or whatever and i'm just like oh god come on wait but i thought no it's like he has the realization when he is replicating their story Mm. well he does also have that but then remember she's like i'm never gonna watch your fucking movie and then like she secretly watches it and she's like oh my god and then it's like i don't know that scene super bothered me because mm-hmm. anyways uh now we're getting off track but hmm. no but i i hear what you're both saying and i feel like it is realistic that it's a millennial may- thing mille- sure <laughs> maybe millennials like aren't trained or put in situations where they have to actually use language and have a developed emotional vocabulary mm-hmm. to articulate what it is that they're feeling and so then instead of like talking it out and listening they just like poke at each other through their social media devices mm-hmm. until you know the best possible outcome happens. Right. I mean, I I guess that is are- you know that is true. I mean, I've certainly <laughs> well also in just dating. Like- it's like that is re- that is often how things go away. Is it's just like a. I mean, I you think, poke, but they don't poke back. Oh, and yeah. a, a digital poking. Their is, relationship is very much the embodiment of a kind of like millennial lifestyle too. I mean, just how it starts out. It's like he's an Uber driver and he's like driving her around. You know what I mean? And just, mm-hmm. I don't know. There's like a lot of things that underscore like millennial lifestyle. Mm-hmm. And but I'd consider myself a millennial. Yeah. And I think that that does happen, but it's You are not. a millennial. <laughs> <laughs> I mean, come on. Right, I, I am. You cannot yeah. choose. You cannot choose this. You can't choose these I things. I mean, it's just part born of... This way. I was born, born this way. way. I was born, born this way. Born this way. <laughs> when were you born? 89. Yeah, millennial babies. Yeah. There I am. <laughs> there, there you shall was. be. Just crying along. No, the, but it's like, it's true. I do think, I mean, it is a thing that happens. Is people follow each other and they spy on each other via these, you know, like social networks and stuff. And hmm they think things about each other based on what they see. Mm-hmm. So final thoughts on the big sick? I don't know. It's fine. Go see it's it. Cute. It's a fun, cute, little, cute, little fuck fest. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. It's cute. It's good. 
I maybe see it. <laughs> I think actually, yeah, see it. Sure, definitely see it. It's worth seeing, especially but. if you're menstruating. <laughs> <laughs> you know. Yeah, yeah. Just, if you really need like a nice emotional roller coaster, yeah. that is like fun. A nice emotional roller coaster that will end well and isn't too devastating even no, when when you are going downhill. Like rounded off the edges roller coaster is what I really meant. It's more like a kitty coaster. Uh-oh. Yeah. I guess yeah, it's interesting when you're watching a movie where like there's someone that is like dealing with a serious illness and you're like, Yeah, but they're gonna be fine. <laughs> right. It's like, oh no, the infection spread to her heart and she's fine. And Two still hours fine. later, still right. fine, and she's okay. I don't and it's know. Okay. I felt a little bit like concerned. <laughs> I did. I was uh-huh. like, that must be sad. Uh-huh. <laughs> but hey, I'm, you know, I like to feel for people on in movies when I can. Sure, it's better to be empathetic. <laughs> yeah. Anyways, so anything else? That's it. I think. Thank you so much, Kendra, for uh, joining us for this. Yeah, thank uh, you. Movie thank you, and podcast. This was fun. Yeah, cool. it was great to have you. Totally. Um, we are going to end the show with a song tonight uh, by Kendra. Um, this one's called Maya May, and it's off her album Treat. Uh, anything? Where can people find it? Or where can they find you? Actually. Oh, you can find me online if you look up Kendra McKinley on YouTube or Spotify or FacePlace or Instagram. I'll <laughs> face be there. Place, I like that. Yeah, check her out. Look face her place up. FacePlace or my face. Is that K-E-N-D-R-A-M-C-K-I-N-L-E-Y? Bingo. Bada bing, bada boom over here. That's the reason spelling. I got second place in the spelling bee. English oh, yeah. major Very over great. here. Spelling. <laughs> Maybe third place. Anyways, this has been Totally Tell Me. We post episodes every Wednesday on iTunes, SoundCloud, Google Play, and Stitcher. If you dig us, share us with a friend, subscribe, leave a rating on iTunes. Helps us get the word out. Our intro music is by Lauren Anton. Thanks to Kendra McKinley for being here and uh, watching the big sick with us. Thanks, friends. <laughs> I'd, Thank I'd, you. I'd watch another film with y'all. All right. Well, maybe we'll make that happen. Cool. And thanks for listening. We'll be back next Wednesday with a new episode of Totally Tell Me. Amazed the painter out the lights are playing She's hauled up in a room atop a back of the saloon Where all the young and handsome people go Her hair's a maraschino or cherry red Still as a crest today already Each day she's nothing else to do But go out and feed a poison liver With an album full of pictures It's the only thing she has besides her blood They cannot leave her now She's sitting there waiting for a compliment While the cigarettes she smokes collect the clouds And cover up a wrinkle face that's Brushes the ashes off the table that she's painted full of angels Says, is this all the respect that I get? It's all wrong, I propose a toast to the loneliness
she's nothing else to do but go out and feed her poison liver with an album full of pictures only thing she has besides the blood that cannot leave her now she's sitting there waiting for a compliment 